Hello and welcome to another episode of Secondhand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievable histories. And this week's story is a mystery and it's pretty much an unbelievable history as well. We begin our story by meeting the pathologist of the Riverside Coroner's office and they are not taking any chances they are going to be conducting an autopsy but they are wearing moon suits now moon suits are these sealed garments that you wear especially as protection against hazardous materials the atmosphere is tense the pathologists are a little nervous the autopsy is supposed to be a routine matter but this particular case seems to be anything but routine you see they have to enter this room where there is a body and this particular body has caused 23 out of 37 emergency medical staff to suddenly and mysteriously be taken ill they don't know what they're going to experience in this room with this body this is the body of gloria ramirez and when they enter the room they become part of one of the most baffling medical mysteries of our time there was nothing unusual about gloria ramirez when she was alive she was a regular person who was one of three kids born to a mexican american family she was an affable person very quick to smile very quick to make friends and as she grew up she had two kids of her own from a previous relationship and she was engaged to be married but she had suddenly started losing a lot of weight and she had started getting these mysterious pains so when she got it checked out she got the worst news possible she was suffering from advanced cervical cancer a month later at 8:15 pm on february 19th of 1994 she is rushed into riverside general hospital riverside is a city in california and she's rushed into this hospital she is brought in there because she has heart palpitations and as she's brought in she's wearing a shirt and shorts and she's conscious but when they ask her questions her answers are brief and incoherent the doctors pretty quickly administer her drugs to sedate her but she's not responding very well so she's taken to the emergency room and there they decide to give her defibrillation defibrillation is a process through which you put electric shocks to make the rhythm of the heart regular again to do this they take off the shirt that she is wearing and that's when they notice the first very odd thing they notice that there is an oily sheen that is on the body of gloria ramirez and in the emergency room the doctors they can smell this garlicky odor which they assume is coming from the mouth of gloria ramirez Once they have administered the defibrillation they decide to take the blood sample of Gloria Ramirez which they will then send for analysis 
Now, a registered nurse does this. Her name is Susan Kane. She inserts the syringe and she pulls out the blood. Now, when this blood comes out, there's another odd thing about it. It has these white manila-colored particles in the blood. And there's an odd smell emanating from it. The blood almost smells putrid. And it's at this point that all order collapses in this emergency room. Susan Kane hands over the syringe to Maureen Welch, who's a respiratory therapist. And she also notices the same things. It is then given to the medical resident over there called Julie Korczynski. And she also confirms the same thing. Now at this point, Susan turns towards the door of the emergency room. And she's about to make her way toward it. But suddenly, she starts swaying. She is dizzy and she's about to collapse. Just then, the doctor in charge of the emergency room, a man called Humberto Ochoa, he quickly runs over to Susan and he's able to grab her right before she collapses. He gently lays her on the ground. At this point, the medical resident, Julie Gorchinsky, also starts feeling nauseous. She heads out of the emergency room and sits down in a chair. Someone asks her if she is alright, but before she can answer, she too faints. The third to go unconscious is Maureen Welch. Now clearly something is horribly wrong in this emergency room. And so the staff is immediately cleared out. The room is cleared, but there is still a human being whose life needs to be saved. So a small skeleton crew start working on saving the life of Gloria Ramirez. They work hard, but she is not responding to any of the drugs or the procedures. And then at 8.50, she is pronounced dead. She is taken away from the emergency room and she is kept in an isolation anteroom. Now, meanwhile, the affected medical staff are taken to the parking lot. And clearly they have realized that something has gone wrong in the atmosphere of the emergency room. There were some fumes or there was a gas in the room that was causing this reaction. So as a precaution, they have stripped down these victims into their uh, underclothes and they are kept in the parking lot so that there's fresh air. Things are going pretty poorly. Gorchinsky still has tremors and apnea. Susan Kane is flailing about her arms are flailing and her legs are kicking and her face is burning. There was a nurse who had taken the body from the emergency room and put it into the isolation antechamber. And when she came out, she starts vomiting and she too experiences these burning sensations all over her body. Something is terribly, terribly wrong. So the hospital gets in touch with emergency services and pretty soon a hazardous materials team descends on the hospital. Now the hazmat team enters this emergency room and they're looking for a smoking gun. They're looking for the cause for this incredible, strange and sudden change in the health of these emergency workers. They start looking around the room and they look for all sorts of dangerous gases. But to their surprise, they find nothing. There is nothing in this room to suggest the symptoms that are taking place in these emergency workers. 
It's after this that the Riverside Coroner's Office sends pathologists in to conduct the autopsy. So now you can imagine why they were wearing those moon suits because this lack of evidence found by the hazmat team is worrying to them. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what's going wrong. They enter this room where there is this body of Gloria Ramirez and wearing their moon suits, they conduct an autopsy that lasts 90 minutes. They scrutinize the body thoroughly and they even take a sample of the air which they lock into a vial to be analyzed later. At this point, I want to tell you some of the theories that have emerged to explain what went down on that night in that emergency room. The county health department eventually got in touch with the Department of Health and Human Services who then sent two scientists to look into what happened in that hospital on that night. These scientists arrive and they interview 34 people who were present this particular case. They provide a questionnaire and they get a lot of feedback and answers. And from that, they come to a very, very surprising conclusion. They realize that there were many things in common with the people who were most severely affected. The people who were most severely affected had these symptoms. They had uh, loss of consciousness, shortness of breath and muscular spasms. Now these people tended to be the ones who were closest to Gloria Ramirez or who had come near the blood that had been drawn from her. There was another thing that was very odd which was that the victims of this tended to be more female than male. The other more baffling thing about this case was that when they conducted blood tests on these victims, they found out that their blood tests were completely normal. So keeping all of this in mind, the conclusion they came to was that this emergency room had suffered from mass hysteria. It was a chain reaction that had taken place after they had smelt this particular odor and having seen one person get dizzy and collapse, a lot of them started experiencing these weird symptoms. This was a solution presented but it was refuted immediately by the case of Julie Gorchinsky. Julie Gorchinsky had spent two weeks in the intensive care unit. She had then suffered from hepatitis and avascular necrosis which had affected her knees. As a result, she had spent two months on crutches. It was very unlikely that mass hysteria could have caused all of this. In addition, you have to keep in mind that these were people who were working in the emergency room of a hospital. It's very unlikely that they would be taken in by mass hysteria as a response to a heart attack. And so this theory was not entirely accepted. Theory number two, I have to preface this by telling you, is the most outlandish of the theories. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Now this theory comes to us from the New Times LA. And they claim that Gloria Ramirez responded the way she did 
because she had been exposed to a chemical called methylamine now this chemical is a precursor chemical that is used in the production of a drug called meth now according to this theory or conspiracy theory essentially what they're saying is that riverside county was known as the distribution hub of meth and they claim that there were hospital workers who were involved in the production of meth these people were involved in the production because they used to supply the precursor chemicals that are required to make meth now this whole thing hinges on the fact that there were traces of ammonia that were found in the blood of gloria ramirez and that is one of the precursor chemicals that is required to make meth now there is not much to substantiate this claim and i included because it's too outlandish to ignore but we have to talk about theory number 3 which brings us to the most likely cause for what happened on that night the riverside coroner's office eventually contacts the forensic science center at the lawrence livermore national laboratory so this laboratory had been set up to help in nuclear warfare but after the cold war they had essentially shifted to help law enforcement in such forensic cases the findings from the autopsy including the blood samples are sent to this laboratory and the scientists there start trying to figure out what happened and as they read the reports as they read the eyewitness statements as they read newspaper reports and as they look at the blood samples themselves they find that what could have possibly happened could have resulted from a chain of events going wrong in a very particular order here's what conclusions they come to so they postulate that gloria ramirez had been suffering from cervical cancer now it's a disease that causes a lot of pain and to deal with this pain she had started using a chemical called dmso which is dimethyl sulfoxide now dmso is a gel that you can get from a hardware store and it's a very powerful degreaser but it's also known to be a home remedy to cure pain or for pain relief so a lot of people had begun buying this dmso and using it for pain relief now they postulate that gloria ramirez was one of those people the reason they say this is because dmso explains that oily sheen and the garlicky odor that had been noted in the emergency room she had been applying a lot of dmso and because she had kidney failure there was also urinary blockage and because of that there was dmso build up in her body when she had called for the paramedics to take her to the hospital the paramedics had administered oxygen which had changed dmso from dmso to dmso2 which was dimethyl sulfone now dimethyl sulfone at room temperature starts forming into crystals this would explain the white manila particles that were found in her blood stream then they had administered the electric shocks which had converted the dmso2 into dmso4 which was dimethyl sulfate and this was what had caused 
the chaos in that emergency room because when it's drawn out into the blood the dmso4 starts evaporating and people that are closest to it start suffering from these intense symptoms now this is a theory that had been put forward by the scientists at this laboratory and it has been disputed by the family themselves they claim that this is probably not true and you can imagine the anguish that they must be going through because the body was handed to them 2 months after gloria ramirez passed away so while this remains a medical mystery for the rest of us this is nothing but a personal tragedy for her family and this case also illustrates why medical mysteries are so horrifying because the body that we are in complete control of you realize how little we are in control of them there are thousands of reactions that are taking place in our bodies that we do not even realize until things go horribly wrong and over the last few years we've all experienced this kind of fear of a medical unknown in the coronavirus so you can imagine how terrifying it is at close quarters and with such intense severity and that's the story of gloria ramirez and the weird and baffling things that happened on that night of february 19th 1994 I hope you enjoyed the story. If you did, then please leave a like and a comment. Let me know what other stories you would like me to cover in the comment section below. As usual, these episodes are brought to you by My Career. If you'd like to support My Career, then please check the description for shows I'll be doing. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more shows, and I'm recording these shows to put clips onto YouTube. So if you'd like to come for any of them, please check the descriptions for these shows. Um, In addition, if you'd like to come for any of these live recordings, then do become a member uh, of the channel. It helps support the channel, and also you get to come for a lot of these live recordings. That's it from this story. Until next week, see you and bye bye.